it's going to be a little rushed and maybe even not as well informed from my end as it could be because I still haven't actually verbatim myself witnessed the final, I don't know, 20 laps of, uh, of said race. So, well, well, John, you missed the entire race pretty much. Um, uh, other than yeah. the first like three corners that happened, um, yeah, you yeah, there was nothing else the rest of the time. Yeah, not much. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Welcome to the F1 Files, folks. This is our Formula One podcast. We are oh. going to just chat it up about F1. We're a couple of best friends who have loved the sport forever, and we still love it. Question mark. Uh, 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 my name is Corey Willis. I'm a writer, actor, improviser out here in Los Angeles, California. And this is John Lepore. I'm a creative consultant designing the future for film, technology, and automotive, holding it down on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. We we had ourselves a little Hungaro Ring weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um a lot a lot of things popping off, a mm-hmm. lot of emotional roller coasters for at least for yes. me yes. in following along with this. Oh, yeah. Um where where do you want to start? Uh well, I mean, I want to start uh in free practice real quick. We just got to check in about free practice cuz there was um some Red Bull upgrades that showed up and uh that mm-hmm. was uh terrifying until about um what was it? Uh, four corners in when Sergio Perez on his first hot lap uh binned the car which immediately set off uh, all of our alarm bells and our flurry of text messages, John, about yeah, <laughs> but whether yeah. or not Sergio was going to have a seat at the end of the weekend. Um, yeah, that let, that I mean, what a what a way to start the weekend after mm-hmm. a whole week of everyone just continually speculating about like, well, now that Danny's back, uh, yeah, he's you know, it just just swap him out for uh, you know, just get Checo out of there, yeah, kick Checo to the curb, yeah, well, no or reason to do that. He's been you know. Or he's been demote him along. He's been hanging in there. He's been having a tough season, but you know he's still he still got it. Been. And then he comes out. He literally like starts the car, puts it into gear, uh, holds his foot on the brake while taking his foot off the clutch, and stalls it in front of everybody. Yeah, like in front and then- of everybody. Like it's like it's like the beginning of a Fast and Furious drag race, and he just <laughs> stalls the car at the start line, and all yeah. the like scantily clad uh, women all laugh at him. You know, uh, the, the other the the second the second phase of that uh, that blown start is like all those drag race videos that show up on TikTok where someone's in like mm-hmm. like a limited edition Stradale Ferrari uh, uh, or like a super Legera and they're like racing like a souped up uh, Volkswagen Bug and just like mm-hmm. as soon as they hit second gear they immediately careen off of the quarter yep. mile straight away yep. into like five lamp posts yeah sergio had a ba- it was a bad start he was a he was a he was a mustang leaving cars and coffee and just yeah. biffing it in front of everybody <laughs> yeah, 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 yes like yeah everybody uh, sees that mustang pulling up to the exit and are like oh is something insane gonna happen get your cameras out and okay then, boom, that's exactly but it's a shel- uh, but it's exactly like a it shelby it's like a shell yeah. like a yeah, like yeah. like that was like uh caressed um by shelby himself uh, so yeah, Helmut yes. Marco was just straight away on the phone. Just you could see him 
either one being like, okay, leaving himself a voice memo to be like, all right, remember to fire Checo later. (laughs) (laughs) Or, uh, uh, Or which was more likely he was calling back to the Red Bull factory and just being like, hey, so Sergio just crashed the car. Do we have any more spare parts? And the factory being like, yeah, we'll have them probably right after the uh right after spa but we're not going to have them this weekend certainly mm-hmm. not by the rest of practice today so if he bends it one more time then that's it he goes back to the old spec car and luckily he did not bend it again luckily yeah. uh but to be fair i want to say this before we jump into the the full race here uh Red Bull has clearly set their car up for the race, which is also another problem for Sergio because he's taking hot laps on a car that is not like broken in or at a light fuel load that he's used to like thrashing mm-hmm. around on a racetrack. So the car is not set up for Sergio to perform his best. I mean, clearly it's not even set up for the best driver on the grid right now to do his best if he couldn't even make it to pole, which. Let's get into the pole position, Johnny. Let's get into it. How did you feel? What what oh happened? Goodness. What happened in that moment? Take me through that moment, John. All right. So in 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 my house on a Saturday when qualifying <laughs> is going on, uh-huh. my children will, you know, gently breeze in and out of the room and vaguely have some cognizance of what's going on and that's about it yeah and uh both my my nine-year-old daughter who knows probably one-third of the grid by name which is very impressive to me i think that's wonderful and and my you're not a parent who's like sitting their child down and being like flashcards who's this yeah because i know that that's a thing not at all yeah. But I know, and I do you. live, and I live in, I live in New Jersey, in a part mm-hmm. of the world where sports is everything, and especially yeah. when you are like in the orbit of like an uh, of a school system and whatnot, it's like quadrupled yes. down that like sports is your culture war of choice and yeah. uh, and whatnot, and so <laughs> we don't we don't really you know we don't really vibe like that uh, yeah. in 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 this household yeah and yet. Yeah. Uh, even, even my son who all he knows about formula one is Lewis Hamilton. Good max Verstappen bad. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, yeah. everyone was ecstatic. Everyone was thrilled. Everyone was, yeah. uh, full of joy to yeah. know that Lewis Hamilton qualified for the first time in what a year and a half. Yes, uh, since Abu, uh, no, since Saudi Arabia was the the last yeah. time he was on pole position. Uh, Lu- Lewis Hamilton yeah. not on Saudi pole Arabia position. last year, by the way, not Saudi last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. talking no, Saudi no, no. in the bad year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so big deal. A completely different formula ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, literally. and just he. I'm watching the sky feed. He crosses the line. The announcers themselves seemed almost dumbfounded. Like, and it took them like Mm -hmm. about eight to nine seconds to then call out the most beautiful words of get in there, Lewis. 
Yeah. And just like, as soon as I heard that, it was this sort of like, it was honestly, it was a very bittersweet moment Mm -hmm. because it was like having a moment where, you know, a loved one who has been deep in the ravages of, you know, Alzheimer's comes back just for a moment to be what you remember, but you know, it's a fleeting moment. And you yeah. know it's you know it's only only temporary. Yep. And so uh, you know it was a lot of a lot of emotions. It was a very very complex feeling uh, for me seeing oh, uh, Lewis on on pole and and, I, and for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I immediately first of all again for maybe like the third out of four race weekends I've had a moment where my voice has like cracked uh, and. I definitely had that moment where uh, where my voice cracked and then almost immediately uh, started crying tears of joy, which is ridiculous. I am a grown mm-hmm. adult with no attachment to this man personally or Mercedes in general. John, you know it. I don't even own a car right now. Like mm-hmm. the fact that I was like fully crying um like got like choked up and then was just like, no, I'm I, yeah, I've earned this cry. Uh, and then like one of the most beautiful moments happened that like completely made me lose it, which was uh, one of the F1 kids who is this uh, little, little black kid who is uh, who's doing really, really well in carding right now. And like looks up to Lewis as mm. his hero was the person like the, you know, scare quotes celebrity that was like taking the picture with the pole sitter. Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. So like watching Lewis, like see this kid and just this kid looking at his hero, like another black man uh, at like the pinnacle of racing when he is not at the pinnacle right now um, was just so amazing. And there's like a picture of the kid, like watching Lewis walk away where you can just see it's like, this kid is doing the thing where he's like, I'm going to remember this moment forever. And you yeah. can just see it in like the flash pan, like the flash in the pan of greatness that Lewis is capable of. Uh, he outdrove the hell out of that car. That car did not deserve to be yeah. on pole position. Uh, people were like, well, Max made a mistake and that's what happened. And it's like, well, yeah, out of all people, Nico Rosberg pushed back on Christian Horner. Uh, cause Christian was like, oh yeah, well, Max had a little snap in sector three and Nico was like, well, Lewis also had a snap in sector three. So I just want to make sure that that's not the excuse you're going with. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, look at Nico Rosberg somehow standing up for yep. Lewis Hamilton, um, blew my mind that all by itself was like wild. And he did that in free practice three as well. He was like mm-hmm. not insufferable. Somehow he managed to not be <laughs> like the Nico Rosberg. Good for good for him. Yeah, uh, I just I couldn't believe how not insufferable he was being. It was impressive. Um, I love it. Yeah. So now that we've oh yeah, also we do have to talk about this. One of the reasons why qualifying was such a, a wonderful experience. Uh, truly like felt like the days of old of like go fast day is really the preparation for the rest of Mm -hmm. the race weekend Uh, was this new qualifying format that they rolled out. 
they wanted to do it in Monza, but they couldn't do it in Monza, right? Or no, in Imola, right? Yeah. yeah at the, um, yep. So they they couldn't do it at Imola. It's the hard tire in the first qualifying, medium tire in the second, third uh, would be soft tire, and yep. I'm still on the fence because we didn't get a ton of practice time and free practice one because of the rain and yep. free practice two wasn't great because of the mixed conditions. And it just, I'm not sure about the qualifying format, but for this weekend, oh boy, did it work. I mean, mm-hmm. and I don't mean to artificially put Red Bull on the back foot, but like anything we can do to put all of the teams on the back foot. That includes Red Bull, and that means that, like, they're even further uh, uh, astray from the rest of the field because they don't set their car up for qualifying. They set it up for the race. So, like, they're dialing their car in for not that session. So it was was a beautiful – it was a beautiful thing. Yeah, to me, it it shook up this pattern that we see of qualifying be a exercise in restraint where they do – the fewest possible laps and and whatnot, uh, which to me that just that just hurts. Like that literally just means. And I think when this started happening, I don't know, probably seven or eight years ago, yeah. everyone was sort of aghast to be like, "Wait, it's a qualifying session, and there's no cars out on track right now. Like, what's going on? Like, why do we even have a session that's this long if there's going mm-hmm. to be periods where nobody's on the track because they're just waiting for things to." Uh, you know, just just saving and restraining themselves. So uh, yeah. that was fun to see, and and you know, also another weekend of watching the track kind of like wear in lap by lap, yeah. which to me uh, presents a pretty exciting result. Now, I feel like in that context, they should figure out like if we are going to continue to see that be a trend where like every track gets progressively faster the further you go. I think they absolutely need to make a like order in which the cars are allowed to leave the pit and do it from worst to best just to spice that up a little bit and bring, you know, just mix it up a little. I thought you were going to say bring out like some specialized instead of like track sweeper vehicles. Like reconfigure like NASCAR track flamethrowers. Yeah, that are just they just come down and Mm. like power wash all of the rubber off of the racing surface so that the 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 track rubbers in in the same way. Even if that that would be that's definitely artificially manipulating Mm -hmm. the the track. But like again, that would be artificially manipulating the entire track, not just like for when the Red Bulls go out, which, you know, I feel like they should be given like soft tires that are banded like hard tires um, uh, so that they're right, like, right, right, oh, right. why yep. aren't these tires working? And it's like, ha ha, yeah, um, <laughs> you're the only one on they hard. Have to do, they, <laughs> yeah. Red Bull has to do uh, their final lap on uh, McDonald's lunch trays. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, that's precisely what we're talking about here is just make it harder for Red Bull to dominate the session as hard as they do because they always dominate um but uh, yeah so let's uh what else happened was there anything else in qualify I mean qualifying was way more exciting than the race folks we're just gonna say this right now that like uh I know John doesn't remember the race that well because he fell asleep during it and 
that is what most of the fandom did is we kind of all fell asleep. I, yes, I've, I've spoken with at least one other (laughs) formula one super fan who was like, yeah, I, I nodded off during the, during the Mm -hmm. race. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I like, I watched it in multiple stints and like had multiple like formula one themed cat naps. Uh, it was, uh, kind of, kind of insane for me. Uh, all right. So uh, first off, most of this is just uh, fueled by the fact that the moment the race begins, yeah, our pole sitter uh, almost immediately falls back three positions. Yeah, within in, three corners, race. loses three positions. Um, so which- you know, kudos to kudos to to max for you know just doing his thing or whatever but real my hat is fully off to yeah uh, lando and oscar piastri for swooping in there and for clearly capitalizing on like max and and lewis are going to kind of like duke it out a little bit let's see yep. what this opens up for us um but yeah i thought that was that was great to see them do that, but also was gut wrenching for me. And, and also to see Lewis, you know, from there feel like he couldn't even keep up in that, that, yeah. that definitely took a lot of wind out of my sails and made yeah. it a little bit easier to, uh, to, to doze off, uh, in and out of the, the rest of the entire Grand Prix. Uh, mm-hmm. Corey, what did, what did I miss? Uh, well, you didn't, I don't know. I don't think you missed this. You probably did see, um, we had yet another double did not finish by Alpine, which really sucks. And this time it actually was not their fault. Um, so this was, uh, Zhou Guan Yu, um, qualified fifth, so, like, again, this qualifying format shook everything up. The Alfa Romeos are not that good in qualifying. And Zhou Guan Yu ended up qualifying fifth, uh, but mm-hmm. ended up having an even worse start than Lewis. Um, and then when he gathered himself, his tires were too cool to actually stop. So he ran into the back of our sweet, sweet honey badger, uh, Danny Rick, who had made up like six places um, on the start, which another story right there, Danny Rick, my God. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had him uh, kind of biffing it. And then he went into the back of Danny Rick and Danny Rick got pushed into the back of, I believe Pierre Gasly who, or no, got pushed in the back of Esteban Ocon, who then got pushed into Pierre Gasly, but Esteban Ocon's seat broke in half on that impact, which that was wild. Um, that's never supposed to. Your seed is not supposed to break. The it's yeah. It may not seem intuitive at first, but in in all in all cars, especially mm-hmm. in a race car, the seat is a critical piece of safety equipment. Yeah, it's like your skull. I mean, it ultimately is yeah. like your skull. It's, it's the thing. It's a it's a it's a helmet for your spine. You yeah, like, it just. Yeah. It's, protects your most vital organs from like, especially in F1 cars. These are quite literally called survival cells because yeah. they are created so that things cannot enter them. Like they can't penetrate the side of the cell. Uh, so yeah. this is why it's such a big deal that the thing broke. The seat broke. 
if any other damage had happened or another car had come off the track while Esteban's uh, seat was broken and he was impacted, that could have easily been the end of him. Like just immediately because he's still attached to both halves of those seats by those belts. So like if he's impacted and either part of those, either part of that seat travels more than like an inch that means yeah. it tears him in half. Like that is yeah. wild. So that that that's a story I think that will be much like when Zhou Guan Yu got into the accident at Silverstone and they were like, oh, we yeah. need to redesign the roll hoop so that it doesn't break and maybe like grind down in some mm-hmm. sort of horror movie so that it's like getting closer yeah. and closer to the driver's skull. We also can't have the the seat breaking ever. It just cannot happen. Um, yeah. like the seats don't break the most recent, uh, a death that we had in, in professional racing in the formula circuit that the, the, the Dutch driver who lost his life, his seat didn't break. I don't think, I don't think, uh, yeah. I know Jules seat didn't break cause that wasn't the impact. Yeah. Um, like it just doesn't, uh, I think Antoine Hubert even, in that horrific crash where he was T-boned by someone, I don't think his seat even broke. Like, yeah, it's it's unacceptable that that happened. So, hopefully, something will be done about that. Um, yep. So double DNF for them. Uh, Daniel Ricardo, my heart was in my throat. My heart yeah. was in my throat, Johnny. Um, I was like, he can't he can't be out. We can't have him be out on literally lap one of his first Grand Prix back. <laughs> we can't do that. Did Did you hear his comment on this? Uh, his, uh, his statement was, you know, I, I felt like it was, you know, first day as a rookie in the NFL where someone throws an extra hard tackle at you just to, just to welcome you back into the mix, you know? I little, love the football metaphor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny, Danny Rick, big old Buffalo Bills fan, uh, part yep. owner of the Buffalo Bills at this point too, right? Is, is he is he in one of those deals? I know, I know, Lewis is in with the Broncos. with the Broncos. Yeah, but I think Danny Rick is either a part owner or has like elite level VIP status because he basically gets to like do yeah. whatever he wants because he's a huge fan and, and he's Danny Rick. And quite frankly. Yeah, he should let him do whatever he wants. Yeah, <laughs> let him have that. So, uh, so Danny Rick, Danny Rick did you know had a solid first showing, uh, mm-hmm. especially divide some some adversity, and we didn't even mention during qualifying, but he made it through to Q two, which I think yeah. was great. Uh, yep. And Slow and also in the grid. Know, out, out qualified and outperformed in the race his uh, his teammate Yuki. So yeah. I think that's. That's a good sign, especially as, you know, Sergio Perez continues to sit in the, you know, that the dunk tank at, at Red Bull. Yeah. Um, yeah. With Sergio. Like Randy on the, Johnson is the person who's yeah. throwing the balls at the dunk tank. And it's like, yep. oh, he's yeah. even if he doesn't hit the thing, he'll shatter this glass and it will destroy me anyways. Yep. Yeah. It's Sergio's yeah. not in a good spot. Um, what were you going to say? John? Sorry. Well, no, I mean, you know, otherwise, you know, Sergio being in the second most uncomfortable uh, seat on the grid mm-hmm. uh, after the one that that broke, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Sergio did did very well during the race. He he made his way up through the field, mm-hmm. um, you know, ninth to to third. I think that's 
admirable. Uh, I'm afraid it's like still not enough for yeah, him. And was even so hearing like, was even hearing on, I think it was the BBC uh, podcast. They were just describing like, yeah, you know, he, mm. he, but he could have been second, you know, could have, should have. Yeah. 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 And I mean, also, and, and again, Max, so Max finished the race like a full commercial break ahead of second place. 33 like seconds. There was 33 seconds. They had time to, the announcers had time to do like a full, like retrospective on Max's career and yeah. like listen to all of his team wall radio broadcasts back and forth before Lando crossed the finish line for second place. Like it was, yeah. Yeah. At a certain point, and this is uh, very funny, but also, oh God, this is where we're at. Um, we had JP uh, hop on the radio and just check in with Max to be like, hey, are you still there? Is everything okay? Um, yeah. And this, I think, is uh, Max kind of talked about this he mentioned it um i don't know if this is what was happening but he said that he is getting so far away from the rest of the fields and he's in so little danger that he's getting to the point of where he's like you know what i like mess with brake balance and like just kind of like mess with some of my settings just to kind of give myself a little bit of a challenge going through corners just to like see what the car is capable of and I assume that that's what happened where he like messed with the brake balance and kind of like messed up on a corner or had a moment and they were like, oh God, is something wrong? And it was probably just Max like literally turning his own engine down from the car to be like, ah, this thing should probably be put in a museum and studied someday. So I'm just going to not put too much damage into it i'm gonna i'm gonna not fatigue it so aggressively uh so yeah that was uh this is this is like the equivalent of when you're on a road trip and you start using all those like buttons on the steering wheel just to discover like menus in the mm -hmm. trip computer that you didn't even know were there and start like going through and being like oh wait i can like view my individual tire pressures huh oh, that's i didn't interesting. know that yeah oh. yeah oh and not the same as like I'm stuck in traffic and I'm now like bored in my own car, but on some like I am on a road trip and I haven't seen yeah. another car. Yeah, I'm in a trance right now. Like and, I yeah. can't feel the bottom half of my body. Like that kind of like mm -hmm. car, that kind of road trip. And I, if you've been on a road trip that has gone for more than like four hours, you've probably had this moment of like, oh, right, I'm driving. Like what happened in the past few miles because i don't remember anything well uh, and especially when you're alone in the car yep. and you're on like a really long stretch a straight road and there's and no radio beyond board Corey, how, how many more races do you think until max uh you know tries to you know just to keep himself entertained just out of sheer boredom do you think he'll uh like have a go at himself in the car Unlike mm. the, you know, I mean, if he can loosen those, not that, not that people have tried no. this before, not that like, you know, no, and but I've heard stories that on occasion when yeah. Yeah. your mind is that numb on a long, long road trip that occasionally 
you know, a, yeah. a single single driver in the vehicle will uh, some sort know, of thought try to pass through your time. mind. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, well, I should burn some calories or something. What could I do to? Oh, let's see what this uh, entertainment system is capable of. Uh, yeah, that it's not a. It's probably if it hasn't happened already. It's going to happen. Uh, he's one. Um, that could be a new record, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Red Bull has won, I believe, out of the last 22 races. They have now uh, won 21 out of the last 22 races. So that spans two yeah. seasons now. So this is this is a new record. Yep. Uh, previously was held by McLaren, I think, during the Senna mm-hmm. and Prost Senna and era. Prost. Yep, yep. Um, and yeah, pretty dark kind of record, you know? Like, it's a very, like, hey, they've reached new heights in sporting monotony. Yeah. Um, eh, not, not great. No, not- this is not... It was not an enjoyable thing... First of all, as a Hamilton fan, watching him get swallowed up by three cars that we, John, I know you knew this too. As soon as that happened, I was like, he's never catching them. He's never going to catch them. There's no way he's, and he even said it on the radio. He's like, I just don't think I have the pace to catch these guys. And it was like, yeah, Lewis, we're all thinking that as well. So I guess thank you for saying it out loud, but like, oh, what a, Mm. what a tough pill to have to swallow like three laps in um yep or not even three like it was like six laps because drs had been enabled and he just he was down by like one and a half seconds and then it got to like almost two seconds and then he was finally like yeah i don't think i'm gonna be able to catch these guys um yep another amazing drive that happened another uh, critical casualty of the qualifying format was George Russell. He qualified 18th yep. on the grid. Yeah. Uh, which is bananas that he qualified 18th. This was Mercedes messing up their timing um, in Q1, but nailing their timing in Q3. Um, pretty much the same exact strategy. Uh, and then George ended up finishing sixth. So that was really impressive. Um yeah. Do you know why he ended up finishing sixth, John? Have you what? caught up? Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Give mm-hmm. me the give me the rundown. I know where this is going. So first of all, all the way back in Q one, since we did mention it just a moment ago, uh, we had Charles Leclerc hopping onto his radio, and just a one sided communication to Zavi to his engineer. He goes, "Let's stay calm." But come on. And I was like, why is Charles saying that in Q1? Oh, it's because he was 16th with like one uh, hot lap to go. He ended up qualifying mm-hmm. fine. They ended up qualifying fine. Um, but in the race, Charles Leclerc had a nine and a half second pit stop, which immediately made him drop down the field and put him in a bad mental space. So the next time he came in for a pit stop. Yeah. Speeding in the pit lane and basically compound uh, penalty between him and the team um, because the team 
basically had a five second penalty that they issued on that first pit stop, uh, and then ended up having another five second penalty, which dropped him back behind George Russell. So Russell finished after Ferrari, uh, on the track, but then it was only three seconds. So Charles got bumped back to seventh. Uh, Carlos ended up in eighth. Carlos from the jump started calling his own strategy, like right away, John. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 Oh, Ferrari is not doing hot. I mean, they are as bad as Alpine. Again, this is like Alpine masking Ferrari's absolute, stunner of a failure um just the whole weekend like right up through the whole weekend uh uh, it was brutal to watch ferrari melt down um and then Charles was like furious on the radio too during the race so it was like there were a couple of communications over the course of the weekend where i was like oh this is what pierre gasly sounded like when he was like yelling at his yeah. race engineers at Alpine or not at Alpine, um, uh, when he was yelling at them at Alpha Tauri last year, like it was that same yeah. kind of like, hey, these, hey, you're literally on the same team. Why are you yelling at the people who are trying to make you do better? Uh, and that was the tone that Charles was giving. Uh, it broke my heart. Broke my um, heart. And in stark con contrast to that uh nine second pit stop mm-hmm. uh sergio's pit crew pulled off a 1.9 second yep. pit stop or i think there, there there's probably a few more decimals in there because my understanding is that it is exactly matching the mm-hmm. fastest pit stop that they did last year yep um which is to say like almost a full second faster than the rest of the field and consistently. So season after season, that's wild. That is absolutely insane. A sub two second pit stop. Like I remember it was not long ago that we saw like our first ever like sub four second pit stop. Yeah. It was, it was within our blowing, you yeah, know, like, like we, we were watching racing. Like I think that some of the, 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 some of the things that came online when we were like really getting like <laughs> pathetically into uh, following this sport uh, was um, like Williams hired like a former Olympic athlete to help train their pit crew to like help mm-hmm. their efficiency. And I was like, Oh wow. That's why I think this was like in 2008 was when they started that yeah. whole thing of like, Oh, we're going to train our pit crews the same way that like <laughs> Olympic athletes train. And this is the result is training and practice. Uh, it can also result in a nine and a half second pit stop. And it can also result <laughs> in like a three and a half minute, like, or sorry, nine and nine and a half second. Uh, uh, like a three and a half second pit stop was like the average for Mercedes as well over the course yeah. of, and that like you can't you can't have more than like three second long pit stops in F one if you're going to be one of the top team. I mean, the yeah. teams on the in the back of the field are having 
some of them sub three second pit stops. Like Alfa Romeo is consistently doing yeah. like 2.8, 2.6. Like how yeah. is Mercedes not doing sub three second pit stops every time? Every time. It's n- you're trying to make up time wherever you can and you're literally leaving like three to four seconds on the table every race. Every race. It, it yeah. I, 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 again, how can you expect to win a championship against a team that is performing like Red Bull when they're outperforming you on track? They're outdeveloping you in the wind tunnel and they are outperforming you in the pit stop. Like, yeah. Well, I like, I like how for Ferrari, it's, uh, they're like, well, we didn't no. get the fastest uh, pit stop, but at least we changed all four tires. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, and again, that was kind of the reason why Charles' pit stop was so long, was because they couldn't get one of the tires off. Um, yeah. Oh, another wild thing that happened in the pit lane was Fernando Alonso came in for a pit stop and did not disengage the clutch quick enough. Uh, so when Ooh. like the mechanics, like they lift the car up off the ground on, uh, with, with the jacks at the front and the rear of the car. And like, as they're lifting the car up, mechanics are like grabbing at the tires. Usually they have hands on the tires themselves. The guy who is pulling the tire itself off, not the guy yeah. with the wheel gun, but the guy pulling the tire off is also and the guy with the wheel gun is engaging that wheel gun before the wheel fully stops rotating. Yeah. And so does the yeah, tire, yeah. the guy who's grabbing the physical tire. And then you could see that like the guy grabbing the tire literally stops the tire from moving on the Aston Martin because it's still spinning. Uh, it was like, <laughs> whoa, that could have just been that guy's arm ripped off. <laughs> like, oh my yeah. God. Well, it's so dangerous. All the stuff in the pit lane is so dangerous, um, which is why it's so frustrating that Mercedes is so sloppy with it. Uh, yeah. It's just, yeah, they should they should be going. Yeah. Um, so pretty much nothing happened the rest of the race. <laughs> uh, we, uh, I we, mean, I, I was, I, yeah. I got ver- a very refreshing little cat nap in or yeah. a couple micro naps as well. It was, it was kind of a nice way to spend a Sunday. Yeah, I mean, we had Oscar Piastri um, got overtaken in the pit lane, had the undercut uh, happen on him from Lando, and everyone mm-hmm. was like, whoa, whoa, what's McLaren doing? What, why are they like prioritizing their drivers? And they get on the line, and Piastri is just like, yeah, that's okay. Like, he didn't care. He truly mm-hmm. does not care. And I think this is, again, one of the reasons why I'm very concerned for Lewis and his perform. Like I'm very concerned because Oscar Piastri is consistently scoring points now, and he is consistently going to stay within the top five. I think until he wins a race, uh, this yep. is like kind of what Lewis did in his rookie season: is he hovered in the top ten and then the top five, uh, and then ended up winning a race in his rookie season. And I think that we're going to see Oscar Piastri do the same thing. Because it's he's, yep. it's just going to fall in his favor at some point. Max is going to have like either like a bad pit stop or a bad start. Uh, and Piastri, he's already he mugged Hamilton from P four on the grid. Yeah, he got ahead of Hamilton from P four. That is wild. 
Like he should yep. not. Yeah, Norris getting by him, sure. Verstappen getting by him, sure. Piastri should not have gotten by Hamilton by any measure. Like he was going to cover off Verstappen, who was in second position, which means he would have been directly in front of Piastri. But Piastri got around him. And it's like, dude, I think Piastri is the truth. I think he's the new guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm a little bit worried about that. Um I just Loved watching the McLarens perform so well. Lando was getting real snippy on the radio towards the end there. Yeah. Um, but then the Mercedes came alive at the end of the race. Both Mercedes. George starts overtaking a ton of people in the field. Lewis looks like he starts nipping at the heels of Sergio, who was like, yep, who crushed him. But I was like, oh, I think yeah. I think we're we're gonna see something here. There wasn't enough time. People are like, oh, the if the race was a little bit longer, Lewis would have caught him. No, he wouldn't have because they would have fueled the car for a longer race and the car would have still been right. <laughs> as heavy. Yeah. Um, and then the tail end of the race. Yeah, Max won. Um, Perez didn't quite overtake Norris, but then Norris did the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, which was his champagne celebration knocked the trophy yes. off of the top step, like a trophy that is like, Mm, like a million dollar trophy um <laughs> handcrafted ceramic I feel, I feel really bad that the the hungarian guy that makes that you know yes. i think it's like a porcelain trophy it's like something yes. like, it takes like six months to to make that thing i was i was honestly relieved just to see that like verstappen like picked the pieces of it up and like carried them away like i thought there was like a chance that like they would just be like Huh, don't know what to do now. I guess we'll just let everybody clean up our mess. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That was nice. It also <sighs> does make that extremely expensive trophy. Now it makes it priceless. So, yes, that's true. There that's are no true. other first place Hungarian Grand Prix trophies that have been broken. Certainly not during the celebration by, by Lando Norris. By yeah. Lando Norris. <laughs> like that all by itself yep. is like, oh, that thing is that that should go in a museum. Maybe right next to the yep. Red Bull engine. All right, Johnny. So what do you think? Do you think the stock went up? <laughs> oh, uh, I'm going to say this is a a, a rare dip yeah. in the stock because yeah. I, I, I'm catching a lot of vibes out there that a lot of people thought this was a snoozer. I yeah. think the, one of the biggest stories was this terrible record that, that Red Bull have achieved. Yes. And it's kind of a, a, a dark mark against yeah. the sport. But listen, uh, we've got teams changing positions. We've got uh, Danny Rick still fresh in the field. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm optimistic that we've got brighter days ahead yeah. of us in the sport. Yeah. And we're heading to spa. So We are. Uh, we are. Know, Maybe, maybe, maybe the dip is closer to we're just flatlining, you know, or we're just, we're static at the moment. That's, um, yeah, but that's what I was going to yeah, say. That's yeah. my, yeah, I think it's probably flat. I think it's plateaued a little bit. If I think flatline is a more appropriate term than plateau, I think like this feels like a dip. So let's call it a flatline. Um, but we do have a spa sprint race coming up. So we have action on Friday. Ah. So, that's why I think maybe the the stock is immediately starting to go like, oh, well, there are brighter days. There are brighter days ahead yep. of us. Yep, 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 uh, yep, And hopefully it literally will be brighter days because Spa is a notoriously rainy track. Ugh, yep. Hopefully it's nice out. 
Um, see, I think that the, it's plateaued. All right, Johnny, where can the folks find you? Where can they track you down? You can always track me down via my home base of johnnymotion.com. Corey, where can the folks find you? You can find me, uh, Burn Corey Burn, on all the social media things, uh, whatever Elon has decided to call this dumb new platform. Oh, Jesus. Um, I haven't even checked it yet today. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, so I'm there, uh, and we are the F1 Files on Twitter. <laughs> we are Musk. the F1 Jeez, Files. This guy. <laughs> Take <Stupid> billionaire <laughs> garbage. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, you can, I'll, I'll re-kajigger my website so that it will just be the place that you can find me on. All right, folks. Uh, make sure you catch up with us yes. next Elon time. Musk is an expert in branding. <laughs> and we yeah, will catch right. up with you the next move. time on God these damn. F1 files. I'm getting a submarine, you piece of <laughs> Jesus.